Hello and welcome to Here For You, a daily podcast to help you get through the global pandemic without going completely bananas. I'm Kate Spencer. And I'm Dori Shafrier, and today is Friday, May 8th. And as you know, we're here for you to offer comfort and support during the scary and uncertain time. And we also want to hear from you. You can email us at kateanddory at gmail.com, or you can call us at 781-591-0390. Let us know how you're feeling, what you're up to, if you have questions for us, stuff you want us to cover, ideas for distractions. We want to hear it all. And today we have a very special guest joining us on Here For You, Nora McInerney. Forever 35 Midwest correspondent, host of Terrible Thanks for Asking, author and cafeteria Christian, almost forgot about your other podcast, author of the books No Happy Endings, It's Okay to Laugh, Crying is Cool Too, The Hot Young Widows Club, and the hilarious new book Bad Moms, the novel, and the founder of Still Kickin'. <laughs> you do so she, much, Nora. I do, I, I, some of those things I barely do, but thank you. Yes, I agree. I'm the best. Hello. Good morning. <laughs> Nora, uh, we're so excited to have you joining us today, but we need to know, how are you doing? How are uh, you doing? Uh, honestly, I, you know, I had this, I had this conversation with a friend yesterday where I was like, I don't know why I'm being such a whiny little bee. Like my life is absolutely fine, but, uh, I've just been, honestly, I've just been having a real, a real week lately where I'm like, oh God, I have two modes. Basically one is I can do anything every, you know, I can, it's, it's all going to be fine. Then the other one is like, does it matter? Uh, why bother? Uh, and, mm. <laughs> um, and you know, oh God, I mean, look at everything that's going on in the world. Who cares about a book, Nora? Ugh. So, um, so that's kind of where I'm at mentally. I'm like sort of crawling my way out of that that place currently um and today does feel a little bit better a little more hopeful and you've got like crazy stuff happening right now as well like not just a book that just came out but yeah you're moving we're I will no longer be the midwest correspondent I will be the southwest correspondent because my family is moving to phoenix arizona in eight days Oh my gosh! I didn't realize it was that soon. So soon, and a lot of people be hearing, a lot of people, including friends and family, will be hearing that news for the first time. But, uh, but yeah, it just we can't even do like a goodbye. We can't, you know, mm. do and and uh, and so it's something that we've been planning for a long time. Something yeah. we've been looking forward to, but we moved the timeline up because now we're moving ourselves. Because do we really want to endanger right. movers and you know in, involve more people in this process? No. So we're just packing up our stuff, doing it ourselves, and getting out of town before it's you know 200 degrees outside. So we leave very soon, which is, you know, it's it's like everybody is experiencing it's just kind of like a like a nothing, you know, like there's no there's no real conclusion to any of this. Like yeah. our senior is graduating from high school over Zoom and our yeah. eighth grader is going to just I guess just go into high school like without any sort of fanfare and the little kids you know didn't know that that was the last time they would be in their first grade classroom or their preschool classroom and this is just sort of we're just leaving like without a, a like a thing no ceremony no anything and I think that's just such a everybody is experiencing that and it is 
so uh, flattening when you're experiencing it yourself. It like just mm. flattens all of these these big or like you know these transitions that are supposed to be meaningful just get flattened into kind of like a nothing. So having a book come out like that is exciting. I can feel good about that, but also it's like you know it's just kind of it's everything's just sort of flattened out. It's just a emotional lasagna. Ooh, I mean that is a delicious way of putting it. <laughs> Do you, it's a bland do you, lasagna. Do you eat your lasagna with bechamel? I do, honestly, I, I need to. I need to learn how to cook. I, I've been th- I've been thinking about this for a long time, but I I don't eat. I don't. I don't even know if it can count as like food. I sometimes just make it up, and I'm like, wow, this is really bad. And I'm like, oh, I forgot to put any flavors in it at all. <laughs> like I, I just layered some pasta noodles with red sauce and bland ass shredded cheese. Weird. Weird that this doesn't taste good. You know Aww. what? It's food. It's food. It's good enough. It's food. You know what I mean? We're, you're all fed. That's the most important thing. We are all currently fed and we're being very responsible and, you know, like truly eating from our pantry and our kids yeah. are learning that they can be picky little bees, but rice is rice, bud. And that's what's for dinner. So we've had like rice and beans for every meal. And tonight we're going to spice it up and uh, eat some pasta. So <laughs> we're almost out of pasta and that feels good. It feels honestly feels good to like use all of the things that you have yeah. instead of just acquiring more and getting more and more things. Yeah. Well, good luck on your move. Thank you. I, uh, I, you know, it, it's, it's again, everything is out of your control. We'll put things yeah. in a, in a pod and then they will arrive there and maybe our things will be intact and maybe they won't. And, and that's either way, fine. Either yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Well, yeah. Kate, how are you doing? Well, yesterday, uh, was a very crazy day at my home. Um, my, one of my kids has a tablet that they've been using for school. And somehow while both my husband and I were on like very intense work phone calls, she dropped her tablet, shattered it and put a giant hole in it, which I've never seen before, but there's like a full on, like I learned that iPads are hollow because there's just like a hole also, how did the hole get there? We don't know. But right. Was, like, did she spear it? it like, that's <laughs> truly what it looks like. Like she knifed it. And I was, I was on a, a very like big work call and she like wandered in hysterical and I could see my husband outside on a call and I was just like, oh my God, oh my God, it's all happening at once. And like, <laughs> you know, everyone that I was talking to, like, is so understanding. And like, anytime you get into some sort of work thing, half of the people are like prefacing it with like, my dog might be here or like, I have five kids or, you know, whatever it is. But it was still like, I was just trying to like maintain some sort of professionalism. And there was like a hysterical child melting down next to me wearing, I just want everyone to know a pair of my boots, because (laughs) she's gotten really into my shoes. So she was like, in these huge shoes. (laughs) It was just, it just, it was just a whole scene and it's all fine. uh, But it was just like, it was just chaos. It was like all these things happening at once and uh, like, uh, you know, not knowing which to like how to prioritize. And also when my child came in, I thought she was physically hurt because she was so upset. And then she just like handed this like shattered plate of glass and holes (laughs) into my arms. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been, um, and is you this know. happening while you're trying to mute 
the call and, and I was and, just like, also pretend you're listening. Yes, I was. And I was like really trying to listen and I was really excited about what we we're talking about. And then it was just like, oh my God. And I don't want to like dismiss my kid and be like, sorry, I'm working. But I also don't want to like dismiss the work that's going on and be like, sorry. It's just, it's a weird conundrum. And um, it's just a, a weird balancing and juggling act. And I want my children to still feel like validated, but also like, it's just a, it's just a lot, you know, it was just a, it was just a scene. It was a scene. I made myself a margarita at like six o'clock. Cause I was like, I got to I just need a little tequila. You painted so, a beautiful scene because an iPad with a hole in it is, that's a, that's astonishing to me. It is like we, you know, I have broken, I have shattered phones and I feel like many of us have done this with various tablet deep things now I have never seen destruction like this it is the hole is really what sends it over the edge so maybe I'll share a, a picture but she's also I don't want oh to I don't want to like put my kid on the spot too much but you know and I said to her I was like this happens and you know we're gonna repair it and she's gonna contribute to the repairs and we're figuring it out but yeah that was that was fun that was my day that There's was it. no wow. case in the world that can protect your iPad from a spearing accident. Okay. But again, have you ever seen, have you ever dropped a thing and had it get a hole? I just don't know where the oh. hole came from. So. No, that is truly bizarre. No, I need you to investigate the scene <laughs> of the accident and report back. This is- yeah. Can you reconstruct the accident? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we do have like giant knives just laying all around our house that <laughs> anyone can access and stab things with. Well, no, you know, I- Kate. Yes. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, speaking of iPads, I have moved mine out of my bedroom. Good because, work, Tori. Thank you. As discussed on a previous episode, I had been waking up and looking at my iPad and reading the news, and I was feeling like it was just starting my day on a very negative trajectory. So my iPad is no longer in the bedroom, but my Kindle is still in the bedroom. So I've been waking up and reading a book. I'm Ooh. currently reading Janelle Brown's new book, Pretty Things, which I am loving. She, I know her, so full disclosure, she's a friend, but she's also an amazing author. She wrote a book called Watch Me Disappear that came out a couple years ago that is also wonderful. Um, but her new book is like, it's got like Gone Girl and Sarah Waters vibes. And if you know Sarah Waters, if you know, you know, okay. Um, Whoa, I don't know. So, okay. <laughs> I mean, well, Sarah, Sarah Waters, Sarah Waters writes like lesbian gothic thrillers and there isn't so much of the lesbian overtones to Janelle's stuff, but, but the, the, the construction of the book is similar and I don't know. It's, it's really great. I'm really enjoying it. So instead of looking at the news first thing, I am reading and I feel better um, and Kate, I also, I know that this is not news to you, but this was news to me that you can listen to coffee shop sounds on YouTube or I guess Spotify while you work. And I did it yesterday and it was great. It was such a great way to focus. Isn't that I, wonderful? Yes. And I never knew about it. I'm losing my mind. This is amazing. <laughs> right. I- I just want, I want the listeners to know that I am taking notes while also being on this podcast. (laughs) It's good coffee shop sounds. I feel like that would be so helpful and soothing. And yes, 
And it also kind of makes you feel like you're out in the world, even if you're just sitting at home alone. <laughs> I use weird. I use the Freedom app on my computer uh, and on my phone to block websites while I'm working. You know, I block Facebook, cool. block Instagram, block whatever. And they offer coffee shop sounds, but they offer them in other languages besides English. So they have like a Stockholm coffee shop, uh, one in Berlin. So, and that helps me because my ears aren't picking up on a language I'm familiar with. So it just really sounds like lovely white noise in the background. And it's fantastic. I love it. That's so cool. <sighs> All right. Well, I suppose we should hear from some listeners now. Yes. Can I just chime in and say that, of course, my yard people have arrived. So um, I'm going to try to mute as much as I can. Okay. Uh and if you want me to read something, just to give a shout out and I'll, I'll hop off. All I'll right. Take it off. Well, um, Kate, you had mentioned the other day that you were kind of in a rut when it came to cooking and meal planning and boy, oh boy, did our listeners come through for you with like full lists of recipes, full lists of recipes. Um, I will put these links in the show notes we're not going to read them all because we got so many, but a few of the suggestions that I just wanted to highlight, someone suggested making poke bowls, which I thought was a great suggestion. Um, then this whole list of, of recipes, creamy farro with crispy mushrooms, sheet pan, chicken piccata, chicken shawarma bowls, quiche. And then someone else made PDFs of 22 <laughs> easy dinner recipes. Oh my gosh. Oh, what a hero. So I will link to that in the, in the show notes as well. Thank you um, so much. You are lifesavers truly. But it's just so cool that people came through with all of these great ideas. So thank you all so yeah, it's much. Like, I don't, I mean, I, I cannot say it enough. I don't cook. That is uh, men's work. And that is what my husband <laughs> is there for. But he... <laughs> I'm so sick of eating because it's all, it's like the only thing that you can some, you know, it, we're not going anywhere. We're not. So the only thing that we can talk about is food. That's the only, like, so as soon as the kids wake up, they're like, what are we having for dinner? And it's like, I don't know. And your <laughs> dad doesn't know it's going to, we're so bored of everything we're eating and making. So, oh, Yeah. I had a weird, I had a weird feeling of, of sadness yesterday about, it was the first time I really wanted to go out to a restaurant and we can't do that right now. And it was just so strange. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are you allowed uh, to drive anywhere? Like in, like in LA, are people just like going out for leisurely drives or is it like, is everyone at home at home? Like truly at home? Well, you're not supposed to. You're really only supposed to be leaving your house for essential business. But I feel like people are getting more and more lax with that definition. Mm. And look, I get it. We've been cooped up for, what, seven weeks, eight weeks. Not everyone has outdoor space. Yeah. Like, it's rough. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying not to judge people who are leaving the house to go for a drive or go somewhere. Um, but it's tough. I don't yeah. know. All right. So we also heard from a listener who wanted advice on how to do a zoom baby shower. And 
we got some great suggestions. So I'm going to play a voicemail um, from a listener who had some lovely suggestions. Here we go. Hey, Cat Door. This is for the emailer who had questions about the Zoom baby shower. I thought of a few other things that I think would work well over Zoom. The first is a gift bingo. So beforehand, emailing everyone a blank bingo card and having them fill out squares with things they think you're going to get at the shower. So baby blankets, stroller, bottles, things like that. And then as you're opening gifts, the participants are seeing if they wrote that down and checking off their squares. And the first person to get bingo wins. This way, they're paying less attention to you as you're opening the gifts. Another fun one is beforehand to ask the soon-to-be parents questions about parenthood and the baby and then reading the answers back and making participants guess who said it, mom or dad. Um, so things like who thinks the baby is going to be an astronaut when they grow up and then participants have to guess who said it. And they could even hold up their answers to the screen um, and keep track that way. And it's just a fun way for the participants to get to know the soon-to-be parents a little bit more and see how well the participants know you. Finally, especially in social distancing time, um, if you have any sort of nursery set up or space for the baby set up yet, I think it'd be fun to give a virtual tour of that, as this would be things that people would usually be seeing in person. Um, and it'd be especially nice for the people in Australia um, to kind of see where you'll be with the baby so they can visualize you there. But I think most of all, just remember that they are there to celebrate you and the baby. So just focus on enjoying that and and enjoying their love and not worrying too much about entertaining them. I mean. Yeah. Don't worry about entertaining them. They can handle it. Don't worry about entertaining them. I also loved all these suggestions. That was a fun game, like guessing what the baby will be and also the tour of the baby's space. What a great yeah, idea. Yeah, and I, I also really like gift bingo, to be honest. <laughs> like, maybe you want to play that just for fun sometime? Yeah, like, I'm going to play it with you, Kate. Okay, I'm going to get some gifts. I'm going to send you a bunch of gifts. <laughs> um, okay, and then we also got a good email with some, like, general Zoom gathering advice. And we've gotten a bunch of questions about, like, what should I do in my Zoom happy hour? How should I have my family reunion, et cetera, et cetera. So I thought this would be helpful both for people hosting baby showers and also other events. Um, Kate, would you like to read this email? Hi there. I have some advice based on several end-of-semester celebrations we've been holding at my college, including one with 20 to 25 people that I think would be relevant to the baby shower. Number one. Assign someone to be the photographer, which is in this case means someone who takes screenshots throughout the event, including at least one that is with everyone at once in gallery view. That's such a good idea. If you get everyone's permission, record it for posterity. If you can have someone in there as technical host who isn't actually participating, that would help things flow, especially if people need technical help, perhaps someone's partner who wouldn't typically have been invited to an in-person shower, if it's a traditional women-only thing. Don't assume everyone uses Zoom on the reg. Tell them where to find their mute buttons and how to turn their video on and off, where to find the chat, the usual. Make use of breakout rooms for games or even just fun questions, prompts that would be easier, more fun in small groups. Much easier if there is a technical host who is super familiar with Zoom. You can set timers on the breakout rooms so they automatically pop everyone back into the main rooms after a certain amount of minutes. Kahoot! which seems to be an app 
works really well with large groups on Zoom. You can build your own trivia game and could build it with baby-related questions. Dare I suggest babies from the animal kingdom for optical (laughs) cuteness? Each participant plays either via the Kahoot app or on their phone or on a browser on their laptop. The person who created it for our event shared his screen, and that way everyone could see the scores racking up. The game gives 10 seconds for each question, so take that into consideration when deciding how many questions to add. And finally, if you are anxious, do a practice round with a couple friends who are willing to test out the different features. Cheers, Becca. Well, hello. This person is an expert. Right? I wish I had read this email before I had Henry's birthday party that had like 5,000 technical difficulties. This is so amazing. What great, like the, just the photographer. Yeah. So good. Nora, have you done any group Zooming? Guys, not really. I don't really get invited. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, same. Me neither. People are like, oh, I'm so Zoomed out. I'm like, yeah. Me too. (laughs) Yeah, I'm getting invited so many, too many happy hours to count. But I think, you know, because I was always a Debbie ditch out in real life, like, you know, I just don't go to stuff that people just, you know, I'm reaping what I sowed. Okay. I am being left off the invite list. But when I've hosted a Zoom, it has been one of the, it's, it's so stressful for me. I, it's not intuitive and I, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I should probably just watch a YouTube video about how to use it. But I really thought the point about don't assume everybody knows how it works. Even after I've, I've like hosted a couple for the high in widows club is every single week. I'm like, uh, okay. And uh, also what is happening? What is this? Uh, okay. Uh, anyone uh, t- tell me how you are, if you're here, let me know somehow. Wave at well, the and, camera. And also, can I just say, I had been doing most of my Zooms on my computer. And then last week, I joined a Zoom on my phone. And everything on the phone app is different. <laughs> so I was like, where's the mute button? No. Like, I felt like I was a thousand years old and I'd never used Zoom before. So I, I, I refuse to try it on anything but, uh, but a laptop where I am seated Smart. and can Smart. stay in one place. I'm like, there's no way that I can, I, can, I can take this on the road. I can't do it. I can't do it. But I love how innovative people are with this because also it would be nice to have that recorded. And also I got to say, I, I, I will one day want to gather with people again, but also uh, having a hard out. For a baby shower, it's not bad. Yeah, 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 totally. All right, we have another voicemail. Hi, Kate and Dory. This is for the Here For You podcast. I'm going to hop right into why I'm calling, which is to acknowledge all of the work and labor being done specifically by women identified people during COVID-19. Um, obviously, this time is demanding and stressful for everyone. Um, but research and our own experiences tell us that labor is still very gendered in our homes. And as we retreat into our homes for safety, this dynamic can be just really full on with women often taking on more invisible labor, um, like planning and emotional labor. So, for example, maybe your partner um 
and you equally cook and do the dishes, but who is making the grocery list and meal planning, um, making sure that it's nutritionally balanced, it's quick, who um, planned for being burnout by Thursday and had a pizza night built in, um, who planned for um, delayed shipping times to get their Mother's Day gifts out, um, Maybe you partake in chores around the house really evenly, but who made the chore chart and who asked for it to be followed? Um, I know I'm beating a dead horse here, but if there are kids in the home, maybe you and your partner really strive to spend equal time with your children, but who planned age-appropriate crafts based on the limited resources in the home, who planned to order new resources, Um you get the point. Um, if any of that really resonates with you, um, I want you to know that the supports you are providing to your family and friends and community members, it is real work. It is real labor. Um, it requires time and energy and intellect and creativity, um, which is extra hard during those times because I think those deserves, reserves are really depleted for a lot of folks. Um so, yeah, um, your labor, even your invisible labor, your planning labor, your emotional labor, um, it is seen and valued. So that is that on that for me. Um, bye, pal. Whoa. I mean, as someone in a hetero relationship, I will say thank you for seeing me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I resonated. <laughs> I have uh, the opposite problem. <laughs> Matthew, <laughs> Matthew made the chore chart. Matthew makes the chore chart. Matthew does everything, but that is the division of labor that we have chosen for our household, which is yeah. in direct opposition to like all gender norms. And he is so good at it, and I am so so grateful. And uh also, he is feeling like this kind of stress where he's like, I don't feel like I get anything done in a day because, you know, it's all these unmeasurable tasks, right? Like uh, getting getting the, the baby, not a baby, he's almost four, down for a nap, making sure Ralph does all his schoolwork, making sure that, you know, our senior is actually like doing his work, not just like locked in his room doing God knows what. Um, making sure that like, I don't know, everybody's fed, everybody's like happy-ish, making sure like everybody leaves me alone so I can work and I feel so much immense guilt for it. And also there's this, and I think we're sort of moving it away from, from this sort of like frenetic, Oh God, what do I do? Like, how do I make this productive time just by virtue of this now being like seven, eight, nine weeks, whoever, however long we've been doing this, depending on where you live, but we don't have more time we never have more time. We took out a few things like commuting or going to the grocery store regularly. And we were always fitting in 36 hours of work and worry and menial tasks into 24 hours. And now we, we eliminated maybe an hour and a half of, of, of tasks. And now the things that we didn't give enough space to are taking up their rightful space. So that that time is now absorbed by like our emotions and our anxieties mm. and also all of these other things that you don't 
check off a list because they would never make it onto a list. And that is such like the notion of like what is productive, I think Mm. comes down to like how we value time and have a book recommendation for all of you, um, which you've probably already read or heard of, but it's called fair play. Mm -hmm. Um, Yep. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's such a fascinating look at like the way that we value people's time and we just inherently value like domestic tasks less, which is so strange because that's what makes a life. Like these are, these are the things that are like work makes life possible, but it is not our lives. And, and it's just been very, um, part of the reason that Matthew stays home now with the kids is because, you know, that's what men are meant to do. Um, you know, I want him in the kitchen. I want him. I'm just making jokes, guys. <laughs> Make the jokes. Uh, trying to overcorrect for, for gender roles and really, but part of it was like, we were both working so much and, and, and never seeing each other and hardly like seeing our family and somebody else was cleaning our house. And, you know, it, it, we were ordering groceries through an app, which is it, it, its own thing, like a, a problem almost like created by this culture. And then a solution that's not a solution presented to just keep us working. And we were like, why are we doing this? Yeah. Like, why are we doing this? Like, what is this for? And can we just live a little bit lower, a little bit simpler and, uh, and, and see each other sometimes. So I don't know why I'm talking or why I'm talking so much <laughs> other than, <laughs> other than I, I don't know. I'm that I, I know that I am the exact, I have the exact opposite experience of most female identified people. And also, uh, this this all time all time that you have is productive like b- because you are spending it however you need to mm. all time is productive because you're spending it however you need to i'm going to get that like embroidered on my forehead i don't know oh god that <laughs> would hurt it would but i think it might be worth it okay <laughs> it'll resonate worth it. i think it'd be yeah. worth it it's like you gotta you gotta to set the trends you want to see in the world and forehead embroidery is up thank there thank you thank okay. you nora someone has to be the brave first person to do it <laughs> that person is dory um so our final email brought us to tears um and and so i'm going to read it and try not to cry Hi, Kate and Dory. This past Saturday was supposed to be my wedding day. We decided early on to postpone our ceremony to next May. And while I was definitely sad about the change in plans, I didn't realize just how heartbroken I was until the day rolled around. Well, it turned out that my fiance, now husband, planned the most thoughtful day full of surprises in celebration of our special day. He secretly worked with our wedding florist and brought home several sample arrangements in our originally planned colors and style, filling our space with bright, lush flowers. I burst into tears the moment I saw them. Throughout the day, there were special gifts and dinner was an incredible sushi feast. And to top it all off, at the end of the night, he surprised me with a video of nearly all of our wedding guests congratulating us on our big day. I watched it all through tears of pure joy. 
The entire day was unforgettable and one that I will forever cherish as my real wedding day, even though we're not legally married yet. I just wanted to share this with others in hopes that it gives a little encouragement to those who are also missing out on important celebrations that though it might not be quite what we expected, we can still create really special memories and feel connected to our loved ones during this crazy time. Cheers a very lucky and grateful newlywed from Los Angeles. And then she writes, P.S. I made a funfetti cake, my only contribution. Wish I could share a piece with you all. And she included some really lovely photos. And that's when I started crying. (laughs) They saw their smiling faces and the flowers and the sushi. And then we see a TV screen with guests on it. And it just, I just started crying. It just really... This one really pushed me over the edge. Listener, we are so happy for you. Yeah, so happy for you. Thank you for sharing this special day with us. That is so sweet. That's so sweet. So sweet. Yeah. So sweet. You, you, it seems like you, you have a really lovely partner too. Like definitely yeah. uh, way to go. Yeah. Way to lock that down. Okay. <laughs> Get it down. You did it. Uh, all right. Well, Brings us to our word of the day. Kate, do you want to talk about it? Yeah, Dory. I suggested friendship because we have a friend on today. Yeah. uh, And you're my friend. And I just have been thinking a lot about how my friendships have been really helping me get through uh, all the challenges of this time. Mm. And even just this podcast feels like a friendship. Yeah. And also, I feel, I always feel like I'm. Uh, like I'm caught up on your lives because I listen and it's, I'm like, oh wait, no, I actually haven't talked to Kate or Dory in a minute. Uh, but I'm like, but didn't I? Like, oh no, no, you were listening to them <laughs> on a walk. You did not go on a walk with Kate and Dory. Uh, and I love that. And also uh, Dory and Kate's voices are a little bit ASMR to me. So it is, it is, it's a very soothing podcast to be on oh. too. Oh, thank thank you. you. That is very yeah. kind. That kind of correlates perfectly with our activity for the day. It does. So this is this was a listener suggestion who pointed out that Airbnb has these experiences that you normally do IRL, but they are now offering virtual experiences. And one of the virtual experiences that someone is offering in Sterling in the UK is a guided meditation with sleepy sheep. And it seems to cost $17 a person. Okay. And you, uh, you, you, you go, you see her feed the sheep. You can ask questions about the sheep. Um, and then you do a uh, 10 to 15 minute mindful meditation with her daughter, who is a yoga instructor. Great. This sounds... Honestly, I'm like honestly relaxed just hearing about sheep. It has great guest reviews. Okay. <laughs> so I I think I might do this. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. It looks so fun. All right. Well, Nora, thank you so much for being on here for you. It was such a pleasure to chat with you. Good luck with your move. Congratulations on your new book. Thank, so you. thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm going to do a live show on Sunday. 
uh, in an empty theater in Minneapolis and it's $10 and I'll be alone and it's going to be live on YouTube, not Zoom. So you don't have to look at your own Oh, how face. cool. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. And Will um, you send me the link so... So I can put I it in the show notes. I will do that. Great. And it'll be, okay. it'll be like a little bit of just, I'm going to tell some stories. It's just going to be funny. And then I'll read from the book. Cause obviously I should do that, but it's just going to be funny. And that's that. That's that. Okay. Fun. Yes. I love that. So, and, and because I like to spend mother's day, not uh, alone, honestly, I like to be alone. So yeah, I like to be alone too. I get away. I love you. Thank you for this gift. And uh, also go away. (laughs) (sighs) All right, listeners, we'll have a have a decent weekend. That's a good way of putting it. Have a decent weekend. weekend. Have a weekend. Yes, have a weekend. Um, And we will talk to you on Monday. And we are here for you. Bye. Bye. Bye.